always fun to put points on the board. And you know, we're out here playing a kid's game, you might as well have some fun with it. If I, if I operated like I do on a football field, I would probably go crazy. You know, I, I, I'd probably be completely insane. You know, you, no one would be able to talk to me. And, you know, I probably wouldn't have a single friend in the world. You gotta innovate, and that's exactly what Garrett did with his draft, and you failed to do that. You failed. <laughs> You're a failure. You're a loser. Welcome into the lounge, and this is a special day because our first ever guest, Justin Tucker, is coming back for a second take on in episode 82. Yep, we've come full circle with the lounge. Justin helped us get this thing off the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, when we first launched this thing, we said to ourselves, who's the guy, who's the guest that we need to get this thing off the ground? And Tucker was the guy that immediately choice. came to mind. Immediately right. came to mind. So he got this thing started. Here we are, 82 episodes later. Never would have thought I'd made it to 10 episodes, but here we are, 82 episodes later. <laughs> and uh, we're bringing him back and going to have a fun conversation with him today. I wish we had like saved it for like 100 or some kind of milestone. It's 82. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. Yeah, the 82th episode, annual episode. <laughs> you know, 82th? 82th? Is, is that the 82th episode? <laughs> the 82th episode. <laughs> really, the truth of the matter is we try to get Alex Collins once again, and he is squirrely as hell. Can't get him. Yeah, man. He's he's a tough guy to nail down. But, Golly. But as we're talking about Alex Collins, this is a good opportunity to roll this audio question. You know, as always, you yeah. guys can send us audio questions at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. We got this question from Connor Swan. Here's the question from Connor. Hey, guys. Just wanted to say, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Um, I love what you guys are doing. I've uh, been a viewer since, since day one. So... Uh, after a really strong performance by um, Alex Collins, do you see uh, do you see them really kind of giving giving uh, Collins the uh, the keys to the offense, so to say? All right, so you know we've talked a lot about Alex Collins, even though Alex is you know diff us. difficult to get in the room in the lounge. Uh, we both are really high on him. Yeah, and uh, I mean I think. Basically, what's going on with him is he's taken a little bit more of the workload every single week, and his production has not declined at all. You know, like, when a guy's getting five, six carries a game, he looks good, you still kind of wonder, right. could he do this if he's getting 15, 20 carries a game? Right. And the more the Ravens have put on his plate, the more he's produced. Exactly. I think that he he's just going to get more and more and more. Yeah, I think so. I think that he, uh, the interesting question with Alex to me now is, What's his long-term future here? And obviously we have eight more games to play out that's going to tell us a lot more about Alex Collins. Um, but you start to think, did the Ravens like find a, find a keeper here? Yeah. You know, like, is, this, is Alex Collins going to be the answer at running back next year for years to come? I mean, we're starting to, maybe that's a little, we're probably a little too early for that. Yeah. But that question has entered my mind at this point. Um, so, I mean, he leads the NFL in yards per carry. Yep. That's no joke. Yep. I mean, that's legit. And he's top 10 in overall rushing yards. You know, this is something yeah. that was that the Ravens had on their practice squad, who was out there on the street after getting he, cut by the Seahawks. I mean, he yep. was out there for the taking. And if the Ravens end up finding somebody who, I mean, this guy could rush for 1,000 yards this year. That is absolutely in the cards. He's got 480-something right now. So he could end up being a 1,000-yard rusher yep. without being the starting running back for most of the season. You know, that well, not for, most of the season, but a, a good chunk, chunk of the it. season. Yeah. I mean, that says a lot about him. Yeah. What I really like about him is, A, I think within the Ravens running backs, he, he has the most pop, right? Oh, for sure. You and, can see that. Yeah. And, and what I like is 
I mean, he's a guy who is going to rip off not every carry. It's not He's not like a five yards every carry kind of guy, but he's a 15, 20 yards every five touches. I, yeah. mean, I mean, he's just a guy who has that ability to rip one off, and he's going to get a big, big one here at some point. It's only a matter of time before he beats that last safety and he's off to the races. When he scores, he's got to do the Irish jig, right? If he doesn't do the Irish jig when he dances, uh, when he celebrates, I'm going to be Yes. Yeah, he's got to do. He's got to do the Irish jig. I gotta believe that. So, the whole country's talking about it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll keep working on Alex. Maybe it's your turn. This, to yeah, try I'll, to I'll, give it, I'll give Maybe it. Maybe I'm the problem here. Yeah, I think that's probably you know the messenger's problem. <laughs> so we'll continue to do that. But for now, our, we have a great fallback option here yeah. <laughs> with, with Justin Tucker. Well, we're happy to have Justin Tucker on the pod with us today, and uh, obviously the day after Halloween, I gotta start by asking you how was your Halloween. What did Easton dress up as? What'd you guys do? Where'd you go? All that stuff. Yeah, so Halloween was awesome. Halloween is, uh, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite holidays. You know, okay. it's, uh, you, get, you get real nostalgic thinking about all the, the trick-or-treating and all the candy and uh, you know, all that good stuff. So Easton uh, went trick-or-treating uh, for the first time. Uh, last year he was, you know, he was, he was a little small. The, you know, I think he was what, like six uh, months. Eight, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, six, yeah, six months at the time. So, um, you know, this time around, he he got to run around the neighborhood, and we went around with uh, uh, like a few teammates and and their families. So, all in all, there were like twenty some odd kids at the, probably more than that, at the house that we were at, and uh, Eason went as a llama. Nice. Uh, Whose idea was that? Was that you're doing? Well, so Amanda picked out two costumes for him. One of them was a bumblebee, and one was a llama. And the bumblebee was pretty sweet, but uh, <laughs> he he, you know, like like uh, Ryan. I know you know this pretty well, but like you know, they, 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 when they're at that size, they you know they they grow like weeds. So yeah. he, he grew out of his bumblebee pretty quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, the llama fit him perfectly, and <laughs> it was nice and it was nice and cool outside. And the llama uh, costume was was pretty fuzzy and warm so it worked nice. out it worked out perfectly. Did you dress up along alongside him? Did you also go as a llama or were you just in street clothes? No, I had to I had to join the party uh, a little bit a little bit later. So, okay. you know, I mean, I was here just grinding at the facilities so ah, like after right. practice. First guy in, last guy out. Yeah. yeah. I don't have time to celebrate anything. Yeah. You know how it is. So, I just uh, <laughs> made sure I got over there as a uh, as soon as I possibly could. Right. Uh, so, I was just in yeah, I was just in sweats. Do when, you when you're, when you're out trick or treating? Do you, even if, I mean, with your, if you're with a group of teammates, it's different, I guess, but if you're going around, do you have a lot of people that stop to get pictures or autographs with you as you're just going around the neighborhood? Uh, a little bit. So this is kind of our first time uh, taking Easton around. Like, this is our first time, really. Yeah. Amanda and I, we're not going trick-or-treating. Every we, night. We, <laughs> right. Yeah, we haven't... <laughs> Uh, Amanda and I haven't really gone trick or treating uh, since we've been in Baltimore because okay. <laughs> we've been in our tw- you know our twenties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not not that there's anything wrong with going trick or treating. Nothing wrong with uh, it. You know, as long as you dress up. I feel like I if think you that's dress a, up, you deserve candy, no matter I, what age you are. I'm with you on that. Like, uh, I think that's that's definitely one of the criteria, the main criteria. Really, for me, it's the only criteria. Of if I'm uh, a trick or treat I guess. If I'm, if I'm pa- maybe a, a, a candy passer outer. Okay. Okay. Nice. So uh, I, I'm going to give you candy if you're dressed up in a costume. Right. Like if you put some effort into it, like you get candy. Yeah. That's that's my only criteria. I hate when those like high school kids come around, pillowcase, no costume, expecting candy. I'm like, no. 
Yeah. No, you get rejected. I have no problem it. telling them no as well. You just like try like go back, put on like you know, a little, little cat or clown makeup or right. something. Try. Something. Try. Exactly. You know, that's, that's the most important. You part. know, my favorite was you would have a group of kids come through. There's like say four or five kids, and then there would be the adult that's like the chaperone of the group who's just walking around with a bag as well. And then he's just not not in costume, not in costume. And then he's like, "All right, here, I, I need a piece. I need a piece." And I'm like, "You are you're just the chaperone." He's like, "Yeah, but it's one of the kids couldn't come outside." I'm like, right, "You're so lying. You're I'm, lying. If, I know that just, <laughs> you're eating that candy. There's no kid back at home." If if yeah, if mom or dad or whoever is is tagging along chaperoning right like they they should not have a bag or like a basket right but they should get candy so like but it it should be it should be you know like a a reasonably like small amount of candy throughout the course of the night where you know like if i'm passing out candy i'm i'm happy to you know toss them a snickers or whatever and then you know they, they open it up right there and they eat it for you know, to, for, for energy, for it, sustenance. It powers you through the wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, because, like, it, you know, it's you know it's tough being a chaperone for right. for, for a group of trick-or-treaters because, you know, it's it, it can get dark out. You know, you got to keep your head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you've been watching Stranger Things, you never know what's running around out there. There could be demogorgons at any turn. So you have to really keep your, uh, keep your eyes peeled for that kind of stuff. When you're an NFL player making NFL player money, do you hand out the king-size bars? Or are you still going fun size? Uh, so for for I'll tell you how we did it since we were okay. not at our house, yeah. able to pass out candy. Yes, we left uh, no, a you... massive bowl just full of candy. No. <laughs> please please take one. And I made a sign that said "Boo, Happy Halloween!" Please take one. And uh, I don't think we had but maybe one or two people stop at our house. We have like a doorbell cam, so we could see if somebody <laughs> actually came to our front door and. I think it was like, you know, maybe one or two people. Last year it was, you know, maybe like 50 some odd people I think came by. Like I wasn't around. Amanda was doing the, you know, she was on candy duty. But uh, yeah, I I was, you know, I was really kind of shocked that Mm. we had such little traffic. But the neighborhood that we were trick-or-treating in was was at a friend's house. Uh, It was busy. It was was hopping. So, So it was definitely fun. Nice. All right, well, with that in mind, we, we want to get to draft. the most important part of this podcast, and this is why we invited you on, Justin, because we felt you would be a fair and equitable judge here okay. for our candy draft, our Halloween candy draft. Okay? I'm, I'm all about this. Let's let's go. All so right. Like, what are, give me, a, give so, me the rundown. What are the rules here? Yeah, is this so between you two? Just, just between us. Okay. We, have, we, we pre-picked 10 candy options. So each of you gets five? Each of us gets five. If my math is correct. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're math well major done. in Texas. Um, and so no snake draft, just back and forth. Well, technically if it is just like a back and forth, like I think it turns into a, like a snake draft. Yeah, but you would have... Well, between two people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. We settle that by rock, paper, scissors, obviously. Quick rock, paper, scissors. Here we go. Best of one? Best of one. All right. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Damn! Oh. Damn! Oh! All right, so GD, GD with the rock. I just have to do the play-by-play here. GD with the rock, <laughs> yep. Ryan Mink with the scissors. Uh, I don't know if I, I... I didn't see any paper there. No paper. Paper is a side of weakness. Paper's kind of my go-to. Really? Or is it? <laughs> oh, mind, mind trick. Mind He's trick. playing the mind games We're going to have to play him after this. All right, All right, so first pick for me, 
I'm gonna take the Reese's Cup. Classic oh. Halloween candy. You can't go wrong with it. I think everybody would agree oh. this is at the top of the board. This is the Andrew Luck surefire first pick That's of a all shot candy the drafts. That's a shot to the heart. Yep. That one really hurts me. Uh, uh, I, I approve of this as a first overall pick. I think uh, I think anytime you mix chocolate and peanut butter and you keep it simple like that, yeah. it's a it's a winning combination. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a peanut butter guy to the core. Yeah. That really hurts. I'm going Kit Kat. Okay, uh, I like a nice break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. I'll take it. So I'm gonna have to uh, for your first pick. I'm gonna have to just go ahead and say that you've already won this draft. Yes, oh, because yes! because Kit Kats are my favorite my favorite Halloween candy. Yeah, but that I don't even have an opportunity to win this draft. I already got Reese's Cup, which is here's the thing, the too. best pick. Overall. Here's the thing: we put out a video yesterday in which Justin was already talking about his favorite candies with our broadcast. So, department, but, but based on I your next that. based on your next pick, like I like I'm having not looked at this list. All right, ba- based on Garrett's next pick, he could, he could recover. He could, he get could back either he could either recover or. I might just completely uh, stand corrected, and he might win this draft in the first Ooh. two picks. So let's All right. let's just see here what we go. Got. All right, so I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go Snickers. I'm going Snickers. Yeah, okay. That's a, I mean, fourth I pick, <laughs> or my like, second I like pick. Snickers, fourth pick whatever. overall, Twix. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This draft is over. It's over, man. Yeah, Twix. Twix it's is over. probably like the most overrated candy. You're an idiot. I think you need to watch our videos. I see. I do my research before these drafts. Just, I already knew the judge yeah. loved Kit Kat and Twix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He already so, said like, it. Ryan, Ryan Meek is definitely placa- placating. He's just to, playing to the judge. He's just see, playing to the no, judge. but I'm that's a solid yeah, pick Yeah, but too. how else? How do you win a? How do you exactly. win a draft? Yeah, but I, like I'm a candy draft. You have to do your research. And if I'm the sole judge, jury, executioner of yeah. the candy situation here, and Mink has picked my two favorite candies, and I'm gonna have to side with Mink. Exactly! We're only, only two picks in, but like, sorry, right, let me go. I'm overall trying to build keep the best going. board, and that's what's happening yeah, right you now. You made two nice picks, I won't lie. I mean, all right, so like, I can also fully respect, like, you know, where we might be going with this. <laughs> like, I think, the, you know, just this is just my opinion, having, having been here, I th- you know, clearly, Somebody's doing something right in the front office if, you know, <laughs> if I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, so you could have like a late pickup here, you know, Ooh. that might not even be on the board. Right. That could be Here's a the major contr- of this year's. It could be a like draft. Or you know, like you drink about who's an undrafted candy that you know like we. So this is I just wanted to float this out there. This is something that you know could be a game changer. Like if there's one that's off the board that you know. I at, think we should do that after we're done. We'll, we'll, you've we'll got pick your, one undrafted you, free agent. Yeah, yeah. But the okay. I, what I was gonna say is like you know I think it's it it, it, it goes without saying like. These guys do an excellent job in the draft. They do an excellent job in those mid rounds too. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like you know, grabbing those those compensatory picks. Yeah, right. You know, right. Like, I, I you could get a, your draft. You could get a Brandon Williams right now in the third right, round. Right. Which is what I'm going to do. Exactly. Here. Like those mid, those mm-hmm. you know, third to fifth rounds. Like mm-hmm. that's where a lot of magic can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to take Butterfinger. I'm going to take Butterfinger third round. I like that. Okay. And by the way, we hit the Butterfinger. Mm. Halloween size Butterfinger, like the fun size, that's the perfect size for a Butterfinger. You're right. When, you butter get, when you, when you get the ones that are like split in two inside like the, the package. It gets all weird. The yeah. perfect size for the Butterfinger. Okay. I'm with you on that. I'm going with a classic. I'm going the M&M's, the peanut butter ones. Well, or peanut. Well, Wait, we had M- yeah, you said the classic. I'm just adding peanut. No, 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 no. I'm adding peanut. No, 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 no. Those are classic M and M's. I see on the I see on the draft board on the sheet it says M and M's. It doesn't say peanut M and M's. 
So, right, yo, fine. you're playing a little fast and loose right now. Yeah, exactly. You, you took those, but that's a bad. I'm t- pick. No, I'm taking those. That's a that's a classic. That's yeah, a classic. Okay. Yeah, M&Ms are still pretty good though. Yeah, they exactly. are. But have you guys ever like, if you get the M&Ms and it's not the peanut M&Ms? Tell me you're not disappointed. You I open up the bag, you're, but it's still solid. You see it, you see it's not the yellow I'm bag. A you're I'm, gonna dis- I'm gonna disagree with you guys there. I actually really like M&M's. Oh, the classics? I, I think just okay. the milk chocolate M&M's are delicious. I'm okay. starting to really right. question your judgment here. All right, so I have three <laughs> that are all heavy on the chocolate. I need to mix it up here. You know, you need to get a variety here. You need to find something a little different. So I'm gonna go here with Skittles. I'm gonna go Skittles in the fourth round. Okay. Add a little Color, add a little fruit here. A little, a little taste of rainbow. A little taste of rainbow. Yeah, I could think of their slogan. Yeah, there it uh, is. I hate Skittles, so. Uh, God, this is going to be a I'm big not, L for you. I'm if Marshawn, see, this is again, you got to know your judge. I'm not on board if with this. If Marshawn Lynch is Yeah, the exactly. Judge, yeah. Like if, then you take the Skittles. Well, I might have to ask Marshawn what he thinks. <laughs> That's my next All right, next I'm going to go, I'm going to go Starburst here. I agree. I got to mix it up, get some different flavors in. Starburst. If you had to pick a color of Starburst that was your favorite, which Great one question. would it, which one would it be? I'm going the red, the cherry, uh, I guess it is. Pink all day. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm going red, pink. Uh, so like, Are even you though yellow? you're a yellow, oh, no, no, no. yellow? Yeah, no, okay. you're a yellow guy. So let me stop you right there. Okay. <laughs> so even though he, even though Garrett didn't draft the uh, Starburst, uh-huh. he picked a better flavor of the Starburst. Mm. So, so you get some one half bonus point for that. So like in my mind, I'm kind of keeping a just like a very loose tally here. I think, <laughs> I think even though you made the draft pick, I think he won that. Oh that wow, that's the, that's a big one for me. I'm not even picking, and I end up winning that round. All right, what do you got? Last pick, and I'm shocked that I was able to get this with the last pick because it's one of the best. It's a classic. It's the Milky Way. Ew. It's the Milky Ew. Way. I don't like nougat, nougat. caramel, nougat chocolate. Sucks. Nougat's good. Nougat. What I mean, is nougat? You can't. You I don't can't, even know what nougat is. You just fluffy deliciousness. So you just. I don't it. know about that. Oh God, but I don't like Twizzlers either. Why do we even have Twizzlers on this? That list? was your pick. Suck. You're already stuck with Twizzlers, which is basically wax. So just real quick to recap, I have Reese's Cup, amazing Milky Way, Butterfinger, Snickers, and Skittles. That is the classic. That is a rundown of excellence right. right there. Kit Kat, Twix, M and M's, Starburst, Twizzlers. Okay. Wait, are we doing our undrafted? Yeah, no, no, I was about to say. I, all right, so you got to wild card it here. You got to okay. just, you got to come up with, just off the top of the head. Okay. What are we taking that's not Undrafted candy, Ooh, ready, go. I, I got one. Uh, this is... This, I think this might make or break the draft because right now I'm just letting you know in my mind it's it's decided it's pretty no no it's pre- <laughs> in my mind it's pretty even so this could Ooh, be like, actually I got a good one you here. know your contributions from your undrafted candies could be okay the the make or break of your, of your season right now what I'm gonna go with here this one is I'm not necessarily thinking Halloween candy this is just open or should I stick keep it to Halloween whatever candy? well, candy's it's candy it's open yeah right I'm gonna go Sour Patch Kids. Oh, you strayed from wow. before we even went in here. That's a terrible pick. No, 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 here, no, no. Yeah, no, I mean no. Sour, Patch Sour Patch Kids, kids are good. Oh, yeah, that is one that you don't think about. That's like, that's like uh, not traditional like Halloween candy. Exactly. That's like movie candy. That's what I. That's why I asked the question. I don't know saying. if there is such a thing. By the way, I'm going to backtrack on this. I don't know if there's such a thing as Halloween candy versus. Like candy candy. normal, pe- yeah. Like, normal. like what? What are we? Are, are there? Are there? I just I don't even know where to go with this right now. Like, do we? Do <laughs> we have permits? to? Do we have to like compartmentalize candies into Halloween candy and then like 
like movie theater gra- candy, movie theater candy, and then like gr- like grandma drawer, like right. bowl candy, Werther's like Werther's Werther's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I like I I'm not disappointed if somebody on Halloween when I, when I was a kid, like if I went trick or treating, I would I'd be kind of pumped. Somebody toss a couple Werthers in there. Ew, <laughs> ew. Just to mix it up, you know. But like you, know, you never know. You never know. He, this guy, he's an all inclusive kind of guy. <laughs> you know, we don't want to divide America. We don't want to divide our candy. He's all inclusive. Yeah, but Mink, I also get the vibe from you that you also like hand out like toothbrushes and floss. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, That's I'm not a house. raisins guy. Yeah, raisins. No. But based off of, all right, so let's hear your all undrafted right. pick. Okay, I'm going. This is a little out there too. No way. Crackle. Oh my god. Crackle is Dude, a great just, candy. Okay, Garrett wins the draft. No. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, you started off strong in your first two rounds, oh, but you just your yes. your draft Crackle came to a fantastic. Your draft came to a screeching halt when you said <laughs> Twizzlers and Crackle. I know you didn't have any choice. Yeah, which, choice on the Twizzlers. Yeah, but like is uh, just, you could like Sour Patch Kids saved your draft. Yeah, but here exactly what? this is this is the undrafted kicker from Texas who comes out and ends up being you know best kicker in the league. That's that what Sour Patch. He understands right. that there's a history here. There's like you got uh, the you got the bar. Scotts, yeah, the, the Jimmy O. McLean's, yes. the Danelle Ellerby's, <laughs> the, yep. the Morgan Cox's. You got the Zach Ors. You got the, you know, you gotta make dare I say, the Justin Tucker's. <laughs> you you yeah. strayed from yourself, though. He came in talking about how Baby Ruth is the best candy bar out there. It might you be. You strayed from that with your undrafted pick. I, I did, but you know what? You I, had a lot of chocolate, exactly. and you needed to mix it up, and I appreciate that. Oh, exactly. Oh, That's yeah, this you is can't a just, You can't just build a roster by, you know, just dancing with who brung you. You got to expand it. You got to you, you got to find you got to find new ideas. You got to innovate and that's exactly what Garrett did with his draft yeah. and you failed to do that. Oh. You failed. <laughs> <laughs> you failed. You failed. Oh, this is You're great. A failure. Well, this, You're a loser. <laughs> Today's already a great day. I, I'm feeling good right now. <laughs> all right, all right, moving on. Moving on from the Halloween draft. You want to talk about it a little bit longer? <laughs> I kind of want to, but we should probably move on. All right, so Justin, I saw this great headline in your hometown newspaper, the Dallas Morning News. Uh, and this, the headline was, Justin Tucker is arguably the best kicker in the NFL, but unarguably has the sickest celebrations of any kicker. Your thoughts? I mean, I'm inclined to agree, 100%. Um, that's pretty cool, Dallas Morning News. Uh, you know, I was really pumped this last week, uh, Thursday night game, mm-hmm. get an opportunity to just slap hands with a, you know a bunch of my teammates after making a couple kicks, which is right. it, you know it's always fun to put points on the board. Yeah. Uh, and you know we're out here playing a kids game, might as well have some fun with it. So uh, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, the, you know, just a day before the game, came up with a couple of handshakes with a couple guys. Me and Veen, we we had ours for for a minute. We just we were waiting for like a great opportunity to bust out. Me and uh, okay. me and Tony, we we've had ours for a minute. We I mean we we busted ours out in uh, in Minnesota after after one of our field goals earlier in the game. So the 50, 50 uh, some yarder. I, 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 oh, I'm sure you know maybe <laughs> that one. I can't remember, but uh, you know we're. Uh, we're we're always trying to expand the, the celebration playbook, and we want to have reasons to celebrate. And I think, you know, I said it to you guys after, or one of you guys maybe after the game, like you know, 55, 57 yard field goals are great and everything. But I think we all 
we love kicking PATs. So we keep, <laughs> yeah, we keep doing that, man. You know, we'll be, we'll, we'll really be on to something. You probably have more guys now that are looking to get in on the handshake celebration game because now it's kind of like picking up steam. That vi the video kind of went everywhere last week. I feel like you got to have more guys coming to you saying like, let's get some on the books. And you're at a dozen. So, so I think so. Yeah. Like give or take. So, you know, I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see more and more. Uh, again, you know, I, I think the more you can incorporate, uh, like the more the merrier. And like it, sure. you know, if, you, if you got more guys involved, I think it, it makes it a whole lot more fun to, with the celebrations. It's got to be kind of hard to keep track of them, though, I think. I always thought that way with the NBA guys. Because the NBA, like when they go through introductions, they got different ones for every single guy. It's like, how do you keep up with these? At first, I, I thought it was a little excessive. And I still think that <laughs> because uh, I have trouble remembering like, you know, two of them. Uh, let alone, you know, right. 10 or 12. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's, it's, definitely, a, it's definitely a tough to, to remember, you know, step by step each one. But, you know, that's, that's, why, we, that's why we have practice, you know. That's, right. Well, that's not really why we have practice. <laughs> but, you know, when you've got a, a minute to spare here or there, you've got to work on something. So. Right, right, right. Always trying to improve. I like it. I like it. So, so you've hit three 50-yard field goals, one in each of the last three games. You feel like the legs getting warmed up for a 60-yarder here pretty soon. Uh, you know, I think more than anything, I'm gonna give you guys just oh, the, uh, no. the diplomatic <laughs> the response. We're going to cliche, man. Yeah. Uh, you just worry about I'm the next one. You... All the kicks are the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. Next question. <laughs> for real, though, I mean, <laughs> you know, for real, it's uh, it's one of those things that as soon as I talk about it, you know, mm -hmm. it becomes a thing, and I'd rather just go out and make kicks, you know, wherever they're from. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty hot right now about uh, hitting a bad ball in the Thursday night game. I, you know, I hadn't hit a, a poor kick in a while, uh, and I just I happened to miss a layup from 46. So I hate doing that, but at the same time, we were able to get out there, knock down a couple more PATs, you know, mm -hmm. make some kicks. And, and like Garrett said, it is about the next one. The next kick is the most important. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, making kicks from where they send me out there to make them from is, you know, it's the most important. I love that you categorize a 46-yard field goal as a layup. That <laughs> yeah, I was being a little facetious, but, <laughs> but hey, man, like, at the, at the end of the day, like, I, that's a kick that I expect to make. I think we all expect right. me to make, and, uh, you know, just, it, it stings a little when, when you don't, you know, come through, but uh, fortunately, it was in a 42 zero shutout primetime game. I mean, you know, it's one of those games that can catalyze an entire, you know, catalyze the entire team to yeah. go on and do, right. you know, some some pretty pretty big things. You don't you don't really like to talk about like your success much at all. I've noticed over the years. Is that because you're superstitious or I'm or not what? superstitious, maybe a little stitious. Oh, I saw that one coming well done. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I I feel like you know, celebrating after making kicks and uh, just having fun, you know, it kind of brings enough attention. And I'm not like a, you know, <laughs> I, I really am not like just like a total me guy, you know. <laughs> Sometimes it comes across that way and I totally get that. But more than anything, I just enjoy having, having I just enjoy playing football and I enjoy having success with my teammates. And I know that I wouldn't have any individual success if it wasn't for right. Morgan Cox, Sam Cook. Guys blocking for us, uh, our offense moving us down the field, putting us in field goal range. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't have a reason to be out there if it wasn't for 
you know, everybody else doing their job. So, right. you know, I know that. I think my teammates know that. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I don't want to necessarily uh, rest on my laurels. You know, I feel like I'm still just getting started. And, you know, I look at, uh, I look at some of the other guys around the league who have been doing it, you know, at such a high level for so long. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all of them would have the same attitude, the same approach of taking it one kick at a time, enjoying you know, the moment for what it's worth. And then when you hang up the cleats, when it's all said and done, you can, then you can look back and say, you know, say to yourself like, man, I really had like a, I had a hell of a career. I had a lot of fun doing it too. So mm-hmm. you know, I'll just uh, wait until hopefully uh, you know, a, a decade or so from now to you know, do you have that be, conversation with myself. Want, I mean, this is like way down the road. But do you want to be a guy that plays like into your forties, like the Phil Dawson kind of guy that plays deep into that, you know, that age? Is that what you'd love to do? I think it would be really cool. But yeah. you know, again, just taking it one step at a time. Yeah, I'm putting the cart before a horse a little bit on that one. Yeah. I'm, just, I mean, I'm just curious on that. You know, it's, it's kind of cool. You and you know, you and Dan Bailey are in this. I don't want to call it a battle, but you guys have gone back and forth in terms of the most accurate kicker and that percentage. And who's it? Who's of all it time. Right of all time. The, Bailey's ahead right now. Okay. So is that something that that you're constantly aware of? Do you pay attention to that? And like, what would that mean to you to go down in history is with that title? And it's kind of interesting. Both of you guys are playing right now. You know, it's something that changes potentially on a weekly basis. Yeah, like as far as paying attention to that sort of stuff, I kind of let you guys do that. And uh, we like to remind you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of don't. I I don't think about it. Like I, I have an idea, but I you know, like I said, so you know, talking about other guys who are doing an an excellent job. It right. would be, it would be, you know, like the Dan Bailey's, the Stephen Koskowski's, like, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, Stephen Hauschka's kicking the ball really well. Right, I mean, right, you right. know, it's, you know, and those are just a few guys. I could, I could probably name like 10 guys who are just kicking great right now. Right. Uh, I do want to do, you know, the competitive spirit in me just compared to the other guys. Like I want to do better, you know, I want to do, I want to do better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more importantly, you know, I'll go back to what I was just saying. I want to make kicks, and I want to help my team win. Uh, so if that means attempting 20 kicks in a season, that means attempting 20 kicks in a season. If that means attempting 40, that you know, it means I got to, I just got to make more. Like I, you know, I got to pull a little bit more, more weight. But um, you know, it's it's exciting to be out there. Like I, I love the opportunities that I get, and uh, you know, I, I I relish them and being able to. Uh, win games, I think is, you know, the most, that's, that's the most satisfying. Being able to put points on the board and contribute to wins in a concrete way like that, right. that's what, you know, I pay attention to. Not necessarily the statistics of other guys out there. Mm-hmm. While, yes, I do want to do better on them, more importantly, I want to do my best for my teammates. Yeah. I, I think one thing that kind of shows that is, you know, here you are, you have a chance to possibly be the most accurate kicker of all time or whatever. But if there's a 65 or a 68 yard attempt or whatever, 65 yard attempt at the end of a half, right? You're like, I want that kick even though I know that's a low percentage kick that's going to affect my stats, that's going to drive down my accuracy. You still want that kick just because you have a chance to give your, your team points. Yeah, I mean, I don't think about it like that's a low percentage kick. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think but that's just the facts. Yeah, I mean, it it's is a lower it, percentage kick. Yeah, it's a it's a lower percentage kick for anybody, and right. you know, myself included. But right. uh, you know, when you get into the, it's hard to explain when you get into a game when you're locked in when you're 
you know, going through your, when I'm going through my routine, all I'm thinking about is hitting a really good ball. And, you know, when we get into like end of half, end of game situation, that's all I'm thinking about is hitting a good ball and making the kick. I'm not thinking about my stats. I don't care about my stats. I care about making the kick. Yeah. I'm always impressed because I'm down there on the field at the end of the game and you are in your routine. Like it's, it strikes me, you and Morgan and Sam, like you guys are, I'm kind of in that same area by the kicking net over there. And you guys are sure. so laser focused over there. Like get out of my way. I'm not, it's, it's interesting. Like it, when people talk about, when you talk about players kind of flipping a switch when they get on the field, you think of like the linebacker that all of a sudden is just trying to take someone's head off. But I, I can see that even in you, like just the way that you conduct yourself in that environment is totally different than how you do here. It's just kind of interesting to see. Oh, for sure. Well. If I, if I operated like I do on a football field during an offensive drive or, or otherwise, like, I would probably go crazy. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'd probably be completely insane. You know, you, no one would be able to talk to me. I, you know, I probably wouldn't have a single friend in the world. But, <laughs> but uh, that's, I, I guess, yeah, to your point of being able to flip a switch, it's, it's important. It's important to uh, you know, take each moment for what it's worth, compartmentalize being on the field, even just within a game. Like, I'm not going to be completely 100% just focus on kicking the ball while the defense is out on the field mm-hmm. because that's my time to, like, let my mind kind of just be free for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then you know, when offense is on the field, then, you know, I just lock back in. Uh, if, if I stayed... If I stayed like that engaged, I should say, I, w- I wouldn't say focus, you know, I'm, you're pretty much focused the entire game. But like, yeah. if I stayed that engaged, like to that level, at a certain point, like it, it would just, you know, you just, it, it can just kind of fall apart. You know, you just, you let yourself get too stressed out. So right. like the ebbs and flows of a football game are, are many. And being able to not, worry about what's happening outside of my 1.3 second operation with Morgan, Sam, and the rest of the field goal unit, you know, it's very important. Being able to just lock in for those 1.3 seconds and then forget about everything else. Right. Uh, you know, leading up to that, there's, you know, it's like waves, you know, like it, it, the, the, the engagement, the focus is in waves. Like it'll be, okay, well, we've crossed the 50. That's kind of my time now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, before that I'm, you know, just getting loose, but then really starting to kind of hone in when we're getting into field goal range, wherever that is that day. And, and how do you do that mentally? What's your mental honing in process? Uh, going through my routine, you know, physically, like after first down, I'll kick a ball into the net. After second down, I'll kick a ball into the net. And then while third down is being run, I'm somewhere near the line of scrimmage, ready to go, you know, wherever the play ends up, whether it's, you know, fourth and one and, you know, the, a decision is going to be you know, made right. one way or another, or we're, you know, at the, the edge of field goal range, wherever that may be that day, I just got to be ready. So, you know, th- there's a physical component of just kicking the ball into the net and then being present on third down. And then there's the mental component of, uh, taking a deep breath, clearing my mind. And then, you know, truly there's a spiritual component where I just, you know, pray and say thanks for the opportunity. If I, if I get this opportunity, you know, thanks. And really? you, you know, do that I hope I, every kick? Yeah. And if I, you know, if I do get this opportunity, you know, I just, I hope I do well. Uh, 
you know, it's, I, I don't think it's fair to ask for results. I think it's fair to just, you know, offer thanks for, you know, being mm. there in that moment because kicking footballs in the NFL is pretty cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's neat. It, it, I know you guys set like a, a target point before the game, like this is our distance before the game. You probably do the same thing at halftime, I would assume, when you come out before the team does. But is there at any point where it's like one yard, two yards beyond that where you're like, Jerry, come on, baby, let me in here, you <laughs> well, know, like that, Randy, you know, like. What was that game this year? Well, it was, I think it was a preseason game where you like ran on pretty much, right? Yeah, you were trying to talk Jerry into letting you kick one and it was on TV, I forget. Maybe it was a preseason, maybe it was, oh, yeah, it was like a yeah. 70 I think it was like a preseason, yeah, I think that was a preseason <laughs> game in Miami. And yeah, yeah. Preseason is, you know, it's its own different beast because yeah. that's, you know, you're you're trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, I'm, I really would like to test myself here. Yeah, you know, right, like, right, you right. Know, while while also, you know, having full respect for the decision making process, because at a certain you know, at a at a certain point, like once we get into the game, the decision isn't really ever up to me. It's it's up to everybody else around me. And right, because uh, you're always going to say yes. They're going to say, "Can you hit this?" And you're going to say, "Of course, pretty, I can hit it." Yeah, pretty much. Right. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know. So uh, <clears throat> I think uh, more than anything, just. Uh, being available, you know, making making it, I guess, known that I'm ready to go. Right. That I think is a is a, it's a sign of confidence and right. you know makes the decision making process maybe just a little quicker, so we can get out there and we don't have to worry about beating the play clock. Right. That sort of thing. Right. Yeah. You're like standing right next to Jerry, basically. Like, hey, Jerry. <laughs> hi, hi, Jerry. I'm right no, here. But uh, to, to your to your point or to your question, Ryan, uh, you know, lobbying to go out there and attempt a, a kick at the end of the half or in end of a end of a game where I, right. I would think we're just gonna we're gonna do it you know yeah, right. end of the half though there's different things to consider you got to consider that there could be a possible return right and you're covering basically it's like covering a punt with a bunch of offensive linemen which is right. just a tall task well for, you're it's forbid a t- from tackling now so no forget that <laughs> <laughs> If I, if I got to make the play, I'm, I'm going to try to make the play. But <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there's a lot of factors in play there. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel you. yeah. But yeah, like as far as you know, lobbying to you know get on the field, you know, and then of course, yeah, it ends up on TV and turns into a GIF pretty quick. Right. So, right. Uh, and it is GIF. It's not GIF. I know it is GIF. Just, that's what's just still, so we're on the same. Kind of annoys I still just kind so of we're all on the same page. It's graphical interface. Yeah. So like you would. Yeah. Like, so but the creator of it. Right. You know, has, it, has I said, think that's a fair argument. Yeah. It's pronounced GIF. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I digress. Yeah. Like, just want to make it you know known that we're available. We're ready to kick it. If you guys want us to run out there, we're going to do our best to knock it down. Nice. Nice. Well, cool, Justin. We appreciate. You coming by today? Most importantly, I appreciate you, you know, naming me the winner. Bogus. Naming me the winner, bogus. clear winner of the draft. Sour Patch Gage put it over the top. One hundred percent. Nice. Justin. Congratulations on the win, Garrett, and uh, <laughs> thanks for having me, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, thank you, man. you guys. Appreciate it. All right, so thank you to Justin. You know, he's he's a terrible candy judge. First of all, no, that's maybe his best quality. He's a, he's think, a great kicker, better candy no, judge. No, see, I think what it was was he just had to kind of. He declared me the winner early on, right? And then he just wanted to give this wild finish. You know, he wanted to like, ooh, a shocking twist. You know, at the end of the at the end of the movie. I, I That's think, what it was all about. I think what he it was. Clearly knew I was the winner. Basically, he knew. Like, you took. What does this say about your drafting ability and strategy that you picked his 
favorite two candies off the top, and you still found a way to lose. It says you exactly what I just said. To lose. He, wa- he knew I was a clear winner, but he had to throw in a twist. And I think that the other thing that this shows, you're a guy that drafts for need, and I just built the best board. That's you not forced, true. You force-fed those options in there because you thought that would win you the draft by appealing to the judge. That's what you look, thought was going to happen, and maybe, it obviously maybe, didn't work. Maybe. I built the best board and built the best roster, and that's what <laughs> wins games down the road. No, see, I, I legitimately would have taken Kit Kat before Snickers. That's a tough call, but I would have legitimately taken that. I, and then you took Snickers with the third pick, which I agree is better than Twix. I got Twix in my fourth. So I really, I think, stayed true to myself while also doing the research and appealing to the judge. Yeah. You know, so we always like to kind of crowdsource these drafts. We yeah. want to hear what the people have to say about this. So obviously I won this, so you can go ahead and let both of us know that by emailing us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. And like Justin, you can go ahead and declare me the winner. <laughs> All right, well, nice try. Nice <laughs> appeal to the crowd there. Anyway, we'll be back with you next week, and uh, hopefully it'll be with Alex Collins. We'll see. And hopefully it'll be after a big Ravens win against the Tennessee Titans. Have a great week, everyone.